This mathematics lesson is brought to you by the KwaZulu-Natal Department of Education. Welcome to East Coast Radio. My name is Musiso Kanyele from Lamontville High School. We are looking at mathematics in this session, especially Euclidean geometry. This is one of the easiest sections. All that you need to do is to understand your basics. Remember this guy called Euclid discovered geometry just from a point. From a point, he put a group of points together to get a line segment. That's where a ray was developed and a straight line. If you put two lines together, there's a common vertex there, then an angle is formed. It is important that when you study geometry, you've got to understand all six types of angles. Remember, if you have your Cartesian plane and different quadrants, in the first quadrant it's between 0 and 90 degrees. All angles that are above 0 but less than 90 degrees are called acute angles. Then from there you go to right angle, the second one, the third one, obtuse angle, then straight line, reflex angle, then the last one is revolutionary. It is important that we should understand all these angles because they assist us when you solve problems in Euclidean geometry. Still talking about lines, when you've got two lines that are parallel and cut by a transversal line, that section becomes important. You must be able to identify the corresponding angles, the alternate angles, the vertical opposite angles, the core interior angles, the core exterior angles are also important. Remember that the core interior angles must be on the same side of a transversal line, and when you add them, they must give us 180. So are the core exterior angles. They are outside of the parallel lines, but the core interior angles are inside of the parallel lines. So your grade 8, grade 9 becomes vitally important for you to understand the grade 12 Euclidean geometry. So the issue of parallel lines is very important. When you read the question, maybe in your grade 12 or grade 11, and say these lines are parallel, then all that you need to do is to check whether you do have the core interior angles or the corresponding angles or the alternate angles. Remember that the alternate angles or the corresponding angles will only be equal if and only if the lines are parallel. If lines are not parallel, you'll still have the corresponding angles, but they will not be equal. So that becomes important. Right, from angles, I want us to move on straight to triangles. The concept of triangles is very important if you want to master the geometry that you do in grade 12. Remember, there are six types of angles, six types of triangles, and six types of quadrilaterals. What are these six types of triangles? It is the equilateral triangle, isosceles triangle, scalene triangle, right angle triangle, acute angle triangle, and obtuse angle triangle. Those are your six types of, of, of triangles. The one that are important that we'll be using a lot is the equilateral triangle, isosceles triangle, and the right angle triangle. You must know properties of this triangle. Remember that the sum of interior angles of any triangle is 180. That theorem is important, and you use it a lot even at grade 12 level. The right angle triangle in particular, you must know that it's a very important triangle. You get it from lower grades, but you'll need it as well in the higher grades. You must know that the Pythagoras theorem only happens in a right angle triangle. Trigonometry, the first part of trigonometry, where you use Sokatoa, the definitions, you use the right angle triangle because it is the one that has the hypotenuse. Other theorems that are important at grade 9, whenever you've got a triangle and you extend one line to get an exterior angle, you must always know that the exterior angle of a triangle is equal to the sum of the two opposite interior angles. That becomes important. Remember that also in an isosceles triangle, the angles 
opposite equal sides will always be equal. Angles opposite equal sides are equal. That's the isosceles triangle. Right. There are so many other concepts that you need at grade 12 level that you learn from grade 8 concerning uh, triangles. The concept of congruency. Remember, congruence means equal in all respect. There are so many things in life that are congruent, that are equal in all respect, like identical twins. But we scale it down into mathematics and we concentrate on triangles. So when we talk of congruency in mathematics, we're just focusing only on triangles, even though there are so many other objects that will be uh, congruent. And we, we have our four cases of congruency. The first one is side, side, side. The next one is side, angle, side. The third one is angle, angle, side. And the next one is 90 degrees, hypotenuse, and a side. Those are the four cases of congruence. We should note that we are comparing two triangles. When we say side in one triangle, we mean both sides that are in the corresponding position. Remember, I'm talking about corresponding, yet there are no parallel lines. So corresponding has nothing to do with parallel lines. So if you've got two triangles, if the sides that correspond with another side, that will be the first side. The next side will be side number two, and the last side in a triangle will be side number three. So that's what we mean by side, side, side. It is also at this level where we introduce the issue of similarity. Similarity does not mean the same. You, as a, a young learner, you look similar to your parent, but you are not equal. The ages are vast, but there are features that are the same between the two of you. That's what we mean by the concept of similarity. But the sizes are not the same. So that's what we mean by similar. It's unlike congruency, where everything is equal in, in all respect. So similarity, we also scale it down to triangles. We say triangles are similar if they are equiangular. The concept equiangular means that the corresponding angles are the same. If we've got two triangles, normal triangles, if one angle is equal to another angle in the other triangle, and the second angle is also equal to the second angle in our triangle, and the third pair are also equal, then we can confirm that the two triangles are similar because they are equiangular. So equiangular simply means that the corresponding angles are the same, are equal. Fortunately for us, when you want to prove that these two triangles are similar, you only have to show two. Then the last one, you'll just say the third pair also will be equal. Because both of them, when we add all the interior angles, they give us 180 degrees. Now, you further develop this concept of similarity by saying if two triangles are similar, then the ratio of their corresponding sides are the same. But remember, you learn this from grade 8, grade 9, and yet it is a concept that is required and tested at grade 12 level, and we call it the similarity theorem, which is something that you learn from the lower grades. Suppose I've got triangle ABC, that's the first triangle, and another one, which is DEF, which is the two triangles that are similar. Now, if the bigger triangle is 10, the smaller triangle is 5, the bigger triangle is X, the smaller triangle is 4, then you'll be required to find X. You'll use the concept that if two triangles are similar, then the ratio, something over something, of their sides are the same. So in other words, x over 4 must be the same as 10 over 5. If I'm starting with a bigger triangle, I start with it all the time. Remember, this is the concept that you also need at grade 12 as similarity theorem. That was your grade 8, grade 9 
quickly go to grade 10. Grade 10 mainly deals with quadrilaterals. Remember, we've got six types of angles, six types of triangles, and six types of quads. The type of quads, you must know them and know their properties as well. For example, we've got a rectangle. You must know the properties of a rectangle. It is also the same as a parallelogram. The opposite sides are parallel and equal. And all those angles there are 90 degrees each altogether. So the sum of interior angles of a quadrilateral is 360 degrees. So you've got a rectangle. You've got a parallelogram. You've got a square. You've got a rhombus. You've got kite. And you've got a trapezium. You've got to know all the properties of these figures, these six types of quadrilaterals. They assist you not only in, in, in Euclidean geometry, but also assist you in uh, analytical geometry, also assist you in calculus as well. So it is important that we must understand all these types of quadrilaterals. Remember, at grade 10 also, there's a theorem that is important that also apply in your grade 12 mathematics. The theorem is the midpoint theorem. It also becomes important that a learner must also go over the theorem. From grade 10 midpoint theorem, we move straight to grade 11 circle geometry. This is the geometry that happens within a circle, and it's vitally important for a grade 11 and a grade 12 learner. Remember, there are about 10 theorems that you need there and only three theorems in grade 12. So your grade 11 becomes important if you want to master the kind of geometry that you created. Mr. Trilly will take over from here. Thank you. I am Pumele Lokrili and we are still doing mathematics focusing on Euclidean geometry. We will continue with the circle geometry part. Remember that we were doing the grade 10 part with Mr. Kanyile and we focused on the quadrilaterals and we talked about the midpoint theorem that states that a line segment joining midpoints of two sides of a triangle will be parallel to the third side and the third side will be twice that line segment that is drawn inside the triangle. Now I want us to move straight to the circle part of circle geometry that we introduced into in grade 11. I encourage learners to go and revise the parts of the circle so that when we read statements and we come across words that talk about the parts of the circle, learners don't have a problem. Now, we'll look at the 10 theorems that we do in grade 11 that are in the circle geometry. We will divide these theorems such that we group them according to what they are mainly talking about. Like I will start with the first two theorems that deal with the line segment that is drawn from the center of a circle to the midpoint of a chord. Right? So the first one will say a line segment drawn from the center of a circle to the midpoint of a chord is perpendicular to that chord. So if I have a circle, and from the center, I draw a line that goes to the midpoint of a chord. That line will be perpendicular to that chord. And then we'll look at the converse of that theorem that says the line segment now drawn from the center of a circle perpendicular to the chord. Now we can see 90 degrees is already there. So then it'll bisect that chord. So a line segment drawn from the center of a circle perpendicular to a chord bisects that chord. So those are the first two theorems that we'll look into. And then the next three, they talk about the center. So then the first one will be an angle subtended by an arc or chord at the center of a circle 
is twice the angle subtended by the same arc or chord at the circumference. So if I have an angle at the center that is uh, 50 degrees, then the one at the circumference will be half of that is 25 degrees, right? Then the next one is a continuation of the center theorem. It says now an angle subtended by a diameter at the circumference is equal to 90 degrees. So if we look at it, the angle at the center there is 180 degrees because the diameter is a straight line, right? So it subtends an angle that will be half it at the circumference, that will be 90 degrees. So an angle in the semicircle is equal to 90 degrees, right? Moving on to the next one, an angle subtended by the same arc or chord at the circumference in the same segment are equal, right? So there are three main things that are important in this one. These angles are subtended by the same arc or chord. They are at the circumference and they are in the same segment. Remember, a chord divides your circle into segments. So if I have a circle and there is a chord in that circle drawn, there will be two segments. There will be the major segment and a minor segment. So if we look at these angles, they are subtended by the same chord in the same segment. So angles subtended by the same arc or chord in the same segment at the circumference will always be equal. So then we extend it and say if angles are subtended by equal chords at the circumference, those angles will be equal. Right, So that's another theorem that we must be able to identify if we're looking at circle geometry. Right, Then the next three theorems talk now about a tangent. The first one will be a radius is perpendicular to a tangent at the point of contact. So if I have a circle and I draw a radius in that circle and then I draw a tangent that will touch the radius, then the angle formed between the radius and the tangent will always be 90 degrees. A radius is perpendicular to a tangent at the point of contact. This theorem also works a lot when we look at analytical geometry because if you multiply the gradients of the radius and the tangent, we'll always get minus one. Moving on to the second theorem that talks about the tangent, it says an angle between a tangent and a chord is equal to the angle subtended by that chord in the alternate segment at the circumference, right? So if I have a circle and I draw a tangent and I draw a chord that will touch that tangent, the angle formed between the tangent and the chord will be equal to the angle subtended by that chord in the alternate segment. So I put my fingers at the ends of this chord and I move with the lines and the angle that is formed at the circumference will be equal to the angle between the tangent and the chord. And they must know how to prove these theorems as well. And then when I look at the next one, the third one that talks about the tangent, uh, it'll be two tangents drawn from the same point outside the circle are equal in length up to the points of contact with the circle. So it is only two tangents that you can draw from a point outside the circle and they will be equal in length up to the points of contact, up to where they touch the circle. And then these are the three theorems that talk about the tangent. Then when we move on to cyclic quartz, there are two theorems that talk about the cyclic quad. The first one is opposite angles of a cyclic quad are supplementary. So if I add opposite angles of a cyclic quad, the answer will be 180 degrees. 
supplementary means they add up to 180 degrees. Opposite angles of a cyclic quad are supplementary. And remember when we prove this one, we will use center theorem and uh, revolution. Okay, now maybe let's talk about what a cyclic quad is. A cyclic quad is when we have a circle and a quadrilateral is drawn inside the circle such that all four points of this cyclic quad of this quadrilateral touch the circumference of the circle so we can only identify a cyclic quad if the four points of the quad touch the circumference of the circle however learners you must also understand that you may be required to prove that a quad is concyclic when you don't see a circle being drawn on the the points of the of the quad so then we'll have to use these theorems that talk about the cyclic quad if you prove that opposite angles of that quadrilateral are supplementary then you can conclude that that's a cyclic quad right moving on to the second theorem that talk about the cyclic quad it says if now i have a cyclic quad and i extend one side of this quadrilateral such that it exceeds to outside the circle an angle will be formed outside that quadrilateral we'll call that the exterior angle of the cyclic quad right so now the exterior angle of the cyclic quad will be equal to the interior opposite angle the exterior angle of a cyclic quad is equal to the interior opposite angle so that you must understand these are the 10 theorems that talk about the circle that we learned about in grade 11 right so they are not the only theorems uh, that we'll look into when we are responding to questions on euclidean geometry in grade 12. now you will be required to prove some of these theorems so which ones will you be required to prove from this uh, circle geometry part you'll be required to prove the first two that we talked about that is the line drawn from the center to the midpoint of a chord or from the center to uh, perpendicular to the chord that's the first theorem you can be required to prove for examination and the second one will be the center theorem where we talked about the angle in the center being twice as the angle at the circumference the third one that you'll be required to prove from the circle geometry part is the tan chord theorem the angle between the tan and the chord is equal to the angles obtained by that chord in the alternate segment and then lastly from the cycle geometry parts the one you may be required to prove is the opposite angles of a cyclic quad please go and revise proofs because you will get them as part of your final examination on euclidean geometry this is the part where we talked about the cycle geometry now when you move to what you are being introduced to in grade 12 we'll be focusing mainly on triangles right so the circle geometry parts now before we move on to triangles in the circle geometry parts it is important also that learners we advise you to place them such that it is easy when you respond to questions in the circle geometry parts how do i advise that you place them you'll have the first two so you'll need four columns to group these theorems so that it'll be easy for you to respond to questions four columns in the first column you'll have two theorems that will be talking about the line segment that is drawn from the center to a chord 
those are the first two and then in the next column the second column you'll have three theorems please uh, draw them it, it is going to be the angle at the center twice as the angle at the circumference the second one will be the semi-segment angle in the semi-segment is 90 degrees the third one will be uh, angles in the same segment are equal right so these are the three theorems that you will draw in the second uh, column in the third column you'll draw those that talk about the tangent so then it'll be the radius perpendicular to a tangent the point of contact the second one it'll be a tan chord and then the third one will be two tangents drawn from the same point outside the circle and then in the last column the fourth column uh, will be cyclic quads so the first one that says opposite angles of a cyclic quad are supplementary and the second one that says uh, the exterior angle of a cyclic quad is equal to the interior opposite angle now it helps you to group them in this way so that when you read a statement and the statement says a b is a tangent then you know that your focus is on the three theorems that talk about the tangent if a statement reads O is the center of the circle, then you know that you'll focus on the theorems that talk about the center of a circle. It helps you a lot when you are responding to questions on circle geometry. Moving on to the grade 12 parts of our Euclidean geometry. We are only introduced to three theorems in grade 12. In fact, it's only two theorems that are introduced in grade 12 because the third one is similarity, a concept we learned in grade 8 and 9. Right. So looking at these three theorems uh, that talk about the triangle, the first one says triangles with equal altitudes have the ratio of their areas equal to the ratio of their bases. That means now if I draw a triangle, and from the higher point of the triangle, I draw a line that slants going to the one side of the triangle. Then two triangles will be created from that triangle. I'll have one triangle that is going to be bigger than the other one, right? So I have these triangles now, two triangles uh, from this one triangle that we drew. Now, these triangles now, if I come from the higher point again, and I make a perpendicular height that will be perpendicular to the base. These triangles will share this height, this perpendicular height. Their altitude is the same now. The height of these triangles will be equal. Now, the theorem says, if I have these two triangles now, the ratio of their areas will be equal to the ratio of their bases. Let's draw this triangle and say this is triangle A, B, D. This is the bigger triangle. And then I create a line and call it from point A, I create a line that goes to site BD and we'll call the point where it reaches BD, we'll call it C, right? So we have triangle ABD and we have AC slanting and that creates another triangle ACD. Now I want us to look at the two triangles. It's going to be ABC and ACD. These are the two triangles that are created from this big triangle ABD. Now from point A, we will make a perpendicular height that goes to the base of the triangle, which is BD. So the line from point A will be the perpendicular height and it will go to our base BD. This height is the same height for triangle ABC and as well as triangle ACD. Now, the theorem will say the area of triangle ABC 
divided by the area of triangle ACD is equal to the base BC divided by CD. So it's area of triangle ABC divided by area of triangle ACD is equal to BC over CD. That's the first theorem that we are introduced to in grade 12. Triangles with equal altitudes have the ratio of their areas equal to the ratio of their bases. Now, the second one is the proportionality theorem. It says a line drawn parallel to one side of a triangle divides the other two sides proportionally. A line drawn parallel to one side of a triangle divides the other two sides proportionally. So what do we mean by this? Let's draw together a triangle, just a random triangle. We'll call this triangle, triangle ABC. So we are drawing a triangle and on top we have A and then on the left side we have B and then on the right side we have C. This is our triangle ABC. Now, inside this triangle ABC, I want us to draw a line that will be parallel to BC. So this line touches the sides AB and AC, and it is parallel to BC. Now, the theorem says, this line, let's call it DE. So on, on the side, the point on side AB, let's call it D, and the point on side AC, let's call it E, so that this line is DE. Now the theorem says, if the line DE is drawn parallel to line BC, it'll divide AB and AC proportionally. What does that mean? It means AD divided by DB is equal to AE divided by EC. So that's option number one of the proportionality. You can also look at the proportionality as AB divided by AD is equal to AC divided by AE. So that's your proportionality theorem. You must know that a line drawn parallel to one side of a triangle divides the other two sides proportionally. Then I want us also to look at the third theorem from the grade 12 group of theorems that talk about triangles. This one is the concept that we learned in grade 8 and grade 9 that is similarity theorem. The similarity theorem will state that if triangles are similar, then the ratio of their corresponding sides are equal. What does that mean? It means if I draw any triangle ABC and I draw another triangle, you can make it smaller, this one, the second one, and we'll call it maybe DEF. I have placed these triangles such that A is in the same position as D, B on triangle ABC is in the same position as E on triangle DF and C on triangle ABC is in the same position on triangle DEF as F. So these angles are corresponding. So the similarity theorem states that if, if triangles are similar, the ratio of their corresponding sides is the same. How do we prove that triangles are similar? Maybe let's start there. All that you need to do is to prove that their angles are equal, their corresponding angles are equal. 
how do we prove that triangles are similar? We prove that their corresponding angles. We have to prove that their corresponding angles are equal. And all that you need to do is to just prove two corresponding angles to be equal. Because when you have proved that two corresponding angles are equal, then the third pair will also be equal. It has to be equal because they both uh, sum up to 180 degrees each. So if now we have drawn these two triangles, triangle APC, remember our triangles APC and triangle DEF. Now let us look what happens with the corresponding sides. The ratio of the corresponding sides will be the same. What does this mean? It means AB divided by which side corresponds with AB on the other triangle? It is DE. So it's AB over DE is equal to AC over DF which will also be equal to BC over EF. So that is our proportion in these two triangles. The corresponding sides will go AB over DE is equal to AC over... So the ratio of the corresponding sides are equal. The ones that we need to prove, or you'll, you'll need to know formal proofs of from the grade 12 group of triangles uh, theorems, it is the proportionality theorem and the similarity theorem. Remember that in grade 12, in these uh, theorems, also it becomes important for you to recall your grade 10 theorem that we talked about, that is the midpoint theorem. It also comes out a lot when you are uh, responding to questions on Euclidean geometry in your grade 12 exam questions. So please make sure that you go and revise these theorems and also i will give you tips as well this tip that i'm going to give you that when you are trying to respond to questions on euclidean geometry it, it is important to first read the statement very carefully before trying to attempt uh, questions because the mistake we make as learners is we want to go straight to questions having not read the statement because there are a lot of things that are there in the statement and they are not uh, shown in the diagram so please read the statement and try to do your comprehension of the statement associate your statement with your diagram and then you focus on your theorems focus on theorems because they are your solution to euclidean geometry questions do not focus on the questions and the diagram because that is going to confuse you for example if you read the statement and say these two lines are parallel your focus should be on two concepts the grade eight grade nine concept that talks about parallel lines it's either we want to show you corresponding angles there or alternate angles there are only two ways in which you can see parallel lines in your scope it's either in grade 8, grade 9, when we want to test your alternate angles, your corresponding angles, or we want to test you the grade 12 theorem, where we talk about a line drawn parallel to one side of a triangle divides the other two sides proportionally. Remember, the other two sides have become vitally important because it is them that are divided in the same proportion. So when the question says these two lines are parallel, ah, your mind runs straight to these two concepts, the one that grade 8 and 9 that deals with parallel lines that are cut by a transversal line or you'll find your solution in the grade 12 theorem which states that a line drawn parallel to one side of a triangle divides the other two sides proportionally. Suppose you read another question, another statement and it says this line is a tangent. Remember you don't look at the complicated diagram. You look for the theorem in that complicated diagram. If we say a particular line is a tangent, surely your solution will come from only three theorems that deals with a tangent. 
The first one is the turn radius theorem. You go to the diagram, you check whether is there a radius that meets a tangent. Then you put 90 degrees there because whenever they meet, they will form 90 degrees. I'm talking about the turn radius theorem. Or you check whether you do have an angle that is between a tangent and a chord. You go with that chord to the circumference to find another angle that will be equal to that angle that is formed between a tangent and a chord. That's turn chord theorem. You look for the turn chord theorem in that complicated diagram because we are told that that particular line is a tangent. Or you check if that line that comes from outside the circle, which is the tangent, does we have another line that comes from the same point into the circumference of, 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 of that particular circle, where then you'll conclude that those two lines are the same. Two tangents from outside the circle are the same or are equal up to the point of contact with the circle. Suppose you get a question that says, this is a cyclic quad. Ah, two theorems must ring into your head. The first one is that if you add the opposite angles, you must get 180. The sum of opposite angles of a cycle. That's exactly what you look at. That is exactly what is being examined in your Euclidean geometry. If you add those two angles, those two opposite angles, and they give you 180, then that will be a cyclic one. If you've got one as 110, the other one must be 70. Because when you add those two, you get 180 degrees. That is exactly what is being examined. So, we are emphasizing the issue of reading the statement. As you read the statement, you pick on theorems that we'll be using to unlock that particular problem. And it is very important, guys, to read the statement. And also, when you are responding to questions, when you are reading your statement and you are trying to answer all these questions, please do not only focus on the grade 11 and the grade 12 theorems. It is very important to also remember those basic concepts, the grade 8 and 9 concepts that Mr. Kangile explained in the previous session. Your parallel lines, your exterior angle of a triangle, all these concepts become important. The fact that the sum of interior angles of a triangle is 180 degrees, all these things become important. Your congruencies and your similar we group them all together and you try to recall them when you are answering questions. The quadrilaterals as well. And then the issue of congruence will work mainly also when we're trying to prove the line segment drawn from the center of a circle to a chord. Those theorems, they will require you to use one of the four cases of congruency. So that's why we emphasize that these concepts are very important when we are trying to respond to our questions on Euclidean geometry. We'll end the lesson on Euclidean geometry at this point. Good luck, grade 12s, and please study hard so that you'll be able to score high marks in your examinations. That mathematics lesson was brought to you by the KwaZulu-Natal Department of Education.